<laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Three Funny Ladies. That is Joseph Montgomery Bailey. And that is Suzanne Caroline <laughs> Marie Jacobs. I was like, did you forget the last name or what's happening? <laughs> Marie is her communion name. <laughs> communion. That's funny. Uh, uh, how the hell are you? I'm good. Welcome to episode 100. Can you even, Can you um, even imagine? It? That's crazy. It is episode 100. <laughs> we um, have been doing this for almost two full years. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Four more weeks and it will be two years. That's nuts. It feels like it has been two years in some respects. Yes. Like meeting in your car. Why were we in your car? (laughs) Because it was during the height of the lockdown. Oh, that's right. And we were afraid to get give or get COVID. Oh, sorry. (laughs) COVID! Right. And so, so yes, that does feel two years ago. That does. And honestly, it feels kind of longer almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. Yeah. It was a hot summer day. It was. I drove over to your house and I you think came outside. That's why we got, that's why we got in your car. Cause I came outside cause we didn't want to be too close, but then it was so mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. that we decided to get closer than we would be in my house by getting in your car. Yep. Yep. <laughs> cause we're smart. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, what was what? Because there were other ideas. You just knew you wanted. We just knew we wanted to do podcast, but we didn't know of what you yep. had an original idea. Did I? Do you remember it? I do. What was it? We were going to watch each episode of the Brady Bunch and dissect it. <gasps> right. And right. I was like, I mean, okay. <laughs> That was mine because I yes I that one I would still like to do but I would need the right partner for it not that like wow. just no 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 wow. I don't mean that like I don't wow. want you to do it but judge, <laughs> judging judging someone who loves your reaction and knows to it. it yes exactly yes yes um, yes yep so we had um, uh, we've told this story in here before but maybe there's new listeners during the well. Uh, so we have to backtrack even more. So like 10 years ago, we had decided to create a talk show called Totes Talk, which was a huge success. Well, the, the, the masses really were clamoring for they it. They sure were. Uh, so on our first and only public appearance, exactly 0.0 people showed up for Literally it. <laughs> Literally, this is not even. We're not even like exaggerating. There was no, nobody there. Literally zero people. Yeah, nobody there. And we, there was. We had a guest who was there with us who had yes. bought cupcakes. Yes. For everybody who was going to be in the crowd. Yes. And so that that was no one. But so, and you might be thinking, well, of course no one came. You know, who's going to come to a random talk show? Whatever, whatever. It was part of GPS. Yes. Right. It was part of our gay play series. And so it was tacked on there. So it was on all of the stuff and it was, it was media. Oh my God. How, it was publicized. I couldn't think of the word publicized. It was media sized. That's it, literally what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it was publicized and it was part of the gay play series and it was on all the, po- blah, blah, blah. And, and still nobody, no one. 
not one person, which I took as a hate crime because you're gay. Yeah, it was that was such a homophobic. Event. <laughs> it was a homophobic move by everyone ever, ever, <laughs> ever who could have come to that. <laughs> and then during the lockdown, we transitioned it to an, a video event that we did weekly for about 20 minutes. <laughs> Online weekly for 20 minutes. (laughs) And then uh, we decided to transition into the long form. Yeah. Minus the video. Yeah. So So here here we are are, almost two years later. And I must say every week we have not missed a week. We have not missed a week. No. I mean, there've been times that we've had to double up. um, Sure. But yeah, haven't missed a week. And And we do it for you all. I find myself in tech week and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We've traveled the country and yet we come keep coming back. Right. Uh, 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 our shows in October might be, or really September might be a little. Yeah. So, all three of us will be engaged. That's true. That's true. But we could even do it there. We could. Maybe if we, we should plan to. ahead too. Yeah, that's not a bad idea because it'll Maybe be here before be you know it. Yeah. October it will be here really before is. you know it. It really is. Anywho. So here we are. How you been? What's happening? Nothing. I just watched the latest installment of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Have not watched it yet. All I have to say is Diana's fucking nuts. She's crazy. She is, but I so far am enjoying her. She's just, she's kind of giving me off the, she's kind of giving me Ben Simone, only classier and smarter. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Like she's going off the rails a little bit. Um, what else? Yeah, I've just been in rehearsal. How is that going? The show opens tomorrow. By the time this drops, it will have opened already. Yes, we will have uh, one weekend under our belts. It's uh, it's going well. It is going well. Thankfully, I have a small part. My back has not been cooperating. Um, so it's been a little difficult. Difficult. But like I said, so I have a small part, so it's not too bad. Um, and people are very accommodating. So it's going well. Um, what needs to happen with your back? <clears throat> you know, I, you know, lots of things. I, I have been prescribed physical therapy. Um, physical therapy is expensive. It's mm-hmm. about 50 bucks a pop if you're lucky. And for it to really do anything they usually say at least once a week, but they like you to go two to three times a week. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of paying my shit off and, you know, being able to make that payment. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with physical therapy and we will go from there. I think it's going to end up being a combination of things like literally like physical therapy, massage, Maybe even medication. It's because there's a lot going on. So we'll see. Would you ever do acupuncture? I have done acupuncture for my back and it did not do fuck all. Oh, interesting. And I went six sessions once a week for six weeks and it didn't do anything at all. Oh, sorry. So um, I that's on my mind because uh, our friend who's really your friend. Uh, <laughs> Joe Dombrowski or Mr. Ah. D to the country, uh, as yes. he is now known, uh, 
just posted a video on Facebook that he's also he also has back problems and oh, just okay. went to see an acupuncturist. Okay. So that's why it was just on my mind. Um, fun fact. Well, it's not fun for him. Uh, and I can't remember what it's called, but he has that disease where he can all of a sudden just fall asleep and then be asleep for like weeks or months or days. They wow. did, I think on 2020, they did like a, a special on it. Yeah. So he can like all of a sudden fall asleep and then days will go by. I, I feel like he's gotten, got it under control somehow, but yeah. So there would be times where it's like, uh, has anyone heard from Joe? Oh, he's been asleep. <laughs> he just bought a house with his boyfriend. Oh, nice. In Seattle. And it's all very um, wood paneled. Oh. And he was, he posts like videos like every day. Oh, on what? What are we talking about? I, I see them on Facebook. Okay. Um, I see them. I, I, I don't know what's happening with my Facebook. Anyway, go on. Go on. But he was, they had just moved in and they were cleaning and he noticed like a handprint on the wood paneling. <gasps> so he was freaked out about that. And <gasps> then like yesterday, I think it was a crow flew into the, the one of the outside windows and died. So he was all like, is this an omen? But he's okay, funny. I enjoy that's, him. He's so funny and he's yeah. fun. He's fun. And he's, he's nice. Um, I, I guess maybe he's quasi famous. I guess. Yeah, I would say quasi. I mean, he tr- he travels the country doing his comedy shows. Like he has a fan base. Yes, for sure. He sells out all these shows around yeah. the country. And he played New York City for like three days in a row at Caroline's. Just this was just like a couple months ago. So yeah, and he will still text me. So there you go. That's oh, well, there you go. That's you know that's a person. That's a real person. I'm not naming any other names. I'm just saying that that's how friends act. I anyway, think Ellen changed his life. Ellen did someone some good. <laughs> Ellen did someone some good. <laughs> Speaking of Ellen, this has nothing to do with Ellen. Um, Rosie O'Donnell has a small part. On the TV series, A League of Their Own. I was going to send you that today, and then I didn't. And she looks like she's very, very mask. She is, but she looks great. She it does. fits her very well. Yeah, wearing a suit. And the and way her hair is, it, very, it fits yeah. her very well. I'm yeah. like, oh, if you wanted to transition, you wouldn't have to change a thing. Yeah, yeah. She looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the new Beavis and Butthead movie. Okay. All right. Let's, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first of all, this is the first I'm hearing about the fact that there is a new Beavis and Butthead. There is. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. Okay. Well, that's one. So we've unpacked that little tidbit. Uh, two, I would say I'm surprised that you like Beavis and Butthead, but I'm not. You're just the weirdest person. I, I don't even understand it. Like, it doesn't even... I can't predict what you're going to like or, or not like. It makes no sense. Like, I said, like, and it's that's a great thing, but also it's kind of annoying because it's like, I don't know if I should recommend this to him because I, I don't know. Uh, and so, okay, well, did you like it? Was it good? Oh my god, it's so good! I loved it so much. It's so funny. <laughs> Do you know I've never? I see I, just the just just a still of Beavis and Butthead. I'm like, 
that's stupid. Oh my God. That is beneath me. I hate it. So funny. (laughs) This is so weird to me. When Joe and I were in San Diego, like 20 years ago, we did a show with Mink Stoll of the John Waters movies. Mm -hmm. And if they were to say with Beavis and (laughs) we we did a show with Beavis in my head. Um, And after the show, we would like drive, we'd go through the Jack in the box drive through and get, cause I would always travel with my VCR at the time. And so we would go to Jack and box and get food. And then we would all go back to our room, just me and Joe and mink. And we would watch either friends or we would watch Beavis and butthead. And she would just sit there and laugh and laugh. (laughs) Huh? You interchangeable things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So wow. that always makes me think of mink. But but yeah, I do think. Okay, um, and I'm sorry, that story. So <laughs> a lot of things to unpack there. Uh I always traveled with my VCR. Okay. Um children it was the early two thousands. Children of VCR something that you put a video cassette tape into. You would have to go to the store. With the fact that you traveled with it. I couldn't miss I mean, my TVs. Well, and I guess it was early 2000s, so it was going to be hit or miss if someplace had it. Yeah, had most one. because I would mostly stay with people, but in my own room. So I couldn't like impose and be like, here's the things that you need to record for me. Sure. Um, but when we were in San Diego, we stayed at this really skanky, like gay hotel. Sure. Crest in. So, and they didn't have anything like that. So I was like, they had a TV. That's so many. And just the, the thought of you two and a drag queen laughing at Beavis and Butthead is just so random. You have to, you're just so, I can't, you can't be pinned down, Joe. Well, <laughs> it definitely falls into my jackass cops sort of. Seriously. I just, I don't. Yeah. 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 It's weird. I'm just saying it's weird. I'm trying to think what else I've done this week. It's been a very, the 4th of July was very low key. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't think there's really anything to report. Yeah. About anything else that I've watched or looked at or anything. I've just been in rehearsals, rehearsals. So are you looking forward to it opening and having more free time? Yes. I don't like leaving my house so much anymore. Yeah. I hear that. I understand <laughs> that. I, I, that came out wrong, but I understand <laughs> I like, what you're saying. Word on the yeah. street issue. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> There are people who I work with who say that. <laughs> what? Heard. Heard. Um, as Brady Cho will tell you, as soon as I get in the car to go to the theater, I start yawning. And I yawn all the way there. It's so strange. It's so random. It's very strange. Yeah, right? So, yes, I will be. And as soon as this show opens, I'm going to start memorizing misery because there's a lot to say. Misery. And I'm a little, I'm a little nervous there. Um, I have, did I tell you this? I have taken a job at Williamston. I did tell you this. Yes. Yeah. So that's also has the potential to throw a monkey wrench into our usual recording schedule, but mm-hmm. we'll figure that out. That's down the road. Yeah. And maybe we can just, yeah. I, Do- we can record while I'm driving. <laughs> or like take a day and record, record. 14 of them. 14 <laughs> And then we won't see each other for weeks. (laughs) 
so have you enjoyed this time of recording? Has it ever been a chore or? No, I've enjoyed it. How about I you? I agree. Yeah, it's never been like. <sighs> right. Got to record this week or I yeah. got to watch fucking Mamma Mia. We haven't done Mamma Mia. But <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. No. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. I do get sometimes I do if I have to do something. So if like I have to watch a certain movie and I was like this in high school too, with like books, if I have to read a book, I don't want to. Mm -hmm. And so there have been times where it's like, Oh, I just, I don't want to watch this movie. And it's not because I had any expectations or low expectations or whatever. It's just because I had to Mm -hmm. that it would irritate me. Um, just, but I'm very, I'm a strange person. Um, you fight the power. <laughs> I, I really, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know me. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I enjoy, I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. We're doing it. Me too. Me too. Well, good. So we won't end today is what we're saying. Everyone. Yeah. 100 and done. We couldn't decide. Do we make an <laughs> announcement or no? <laughs> um, so sh- sh- shall we just dive in? Sure. Uh, shall we tell the people what exactly we decided to do? Yeah, sure. Yes. This was, this took some, this took some doing. <laughs> yes, this really did. I had several bad ideas. Uh, <laughs> they were not bad. Well, they weren't, they weren't good. No, that's um, not true. They would have been good. They just there was some logistical things. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we landed on um each one of us picking um one of our favorite movies that the other one has not seen. And as an added bonus, maybe we think the other person might not like it. Yeah, we dug back into our top 15 list. Yeah. And uh, and went from there. We sure did. Um, so how do we how do we do this? How do we present this? Um, well, I'm going to go first because I'm just dying to talk to you about this. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you're a longtime listener, this hopefully will make you go, oh, good, finally. Um, but I gave Suzanne <laughs> Tootsie. You sure did. Because she's never seen Tootsie. I have never seen Tootsie. That's crazy to me. I think you mm, liked it. I did like it. Oh, good. I did like it. I will tell you. And this is it. The whole time I was like, oh, this was a good movie to watch because I feel like it's a great discussion to have. I think had I watched it in the 80s, I would have loved it. Like, ah. like full out loved it. Yeah. In yeah. this day and age, watching it with different emotions as a woman and stuff, I was like, oh, oh God. there were moments where I was like, God. But oh, even there were moments that were uncomfortable, but even for the 80s, they handled it well. Does that make sense? Yes. I do what? have some specific. Thank so, you. um, and this is later, later on in the movie. So please forgive me. But at one point, um, and I forgot his name, Punky Brewster's dad. Yeah. George Gaines. Thank you. Dr. 
Brewster. Yes, Dr. Brewster. Um, <laughs> he is, um, let's backtrack. If you have, have, has anyone not seen Tootsie? I mean, you hadn't, but you I knew hadn't. what it was about. But I sure did. Just in case. You, well, you want to give a small recap? Yeah. So Dustin Hoffman plays this very difficult actor, oh. difficult to work with. Yes. Uh, in New York, who can't get hired. He's trying to raise money um, to do his roommate, who was played by Bill Murray, an uncredited Bill Murray, um, has written a play about a return to Love Canal. <laughs> and so he's trying to raise money to do this play with uh, him and his best friend, uh, played by Terry Gar. And he can't get hired. So ultimately, he dresses up as a woman and gets hired at a soap opera. And yes. hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. So this uh, Mr. Brewster... <laughs> um, he plays this old doctor on the soap and he is attracted to Dustin Hoffman's female character, Dorothy Dottie. And so he um, comes over and um, basically is going to rape her essentially. Um, and Bill Murray walks in. And so it gets broken up. And the whole time I was like, Oh, Oh, see, this is, this is uncomfy. This is uncomfy. But then Dustin Hoffman, after the old guy leaves, he's like, it, rape, it, Bill Murray makes some sort of joke. And Dustin Hoffman is like, well, rape is a serious matter. And he's like, serious. And so I was like, thank you for like, it wasn't just used as, I mean, obviously it was, it was to be funny, but because it's a comedy, but it they acknowledged the moment. Do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The other thing that I liked is because the whole time I was like, God, Terry Gar's character, I just want to slap her. Like, just stop being so dense. And then at the end, when she yells at him because they're best friends and then they slept together and then she's like, hey, you know, don't break my heart, blah, blah, blah. And then he's an asshole, of course. Um, uh, she she freaks out, which she, she does have reason to freak out, but then she's not that, that stereotypical, especially in an eighties movie, hysterical female. She's just like, I'm fucking mad. Like I told you not to do this and I'm mad. And I'm, and, and he's like, are you still going to do the show? Well, yes, I'm still going to do the show because, <laughs> because I am professional, <laughs> because I am professional. So, but you can tell that they're going to be friends and it'll yeah. be okay. And she's yeah. just not this hysterical, stupid woman. So that was another moment where it was like, okay. Um, so yeah, I, I will only say I didn't love it just because in the lens of 2022, um, there were moments of, Oh, like I, I, let me get my notes. Because I, I, I had many thoughts. First of all, Dustin Hoffman's character. Wait, let's just start from the top, shall we? Let's just start from the top. <laughs> nothing. Item number one. Item number one. Nothing irritates me more. I have to tell you. The, the most insufferable thing. Actors talking about acting. It's so insufferable to me. <laughs> I can't. The only thing worse is improvisers talking about improvising. <laughs> You know, you do a set where you pretended to be a homeless goat 
that's having sex with a penguin. And then you walk to the bar and people are talking seriously about the intricacies and the rules of the improv. And I want to slap them in their scrotum. Their plaid flannel plaid scrotum. Stop it. You sound like assholes. Now, with actors, it's slightly more tolerable, but I find nothing more boring. So the opening scenes where he's teaching his acting class, I'm like, I would make it through 15 minutes of this class One, and then I would kick him in the nuts 100%. and I would leave. Yes. Yeah. He is intolerable. His character is into- his male his male character is in he is such a fucking asshole. And I'm not saying he's wrong. Like when a character is dead, you don't get up and walk to the middle of the state. Like I get it. But like, he's just one of those actors that's like, well, my character wouldn't do that. And I don't care if the director said it. So I'm just going to leave and set my career on fire. Like he's one of those. And so he's kind of like, hmm. Then he comes upon this role in the soap opera because of his Terry Gar goes to audition for it and doesn't get it. And so that's kind of like, all right, well, that's kind of shitty. Cause then he's like, well, I'm going to dress up as a woman and go get this part. And so that's kind of shitty. And then also sort of the first half of the movie, I grappled with how are they going to handle this? What is the message? I have a man teaching me how a woman should be, or I have a man teaching me about a woman. Does that make sense? Yes. I struggled with it. And then when it came to the end, I was like, no, okay. It was good. It was really about his character. Who was a fucking douchebag at the end of the day, he was a douchebag and he didn't necessarily get what he wanted. Like, I like to think that him and Jessica Lang, who is effervescent, effervescent, um, they walk off into the sunset, but I like to think that nothing ever came of it. They were just friends. And like, I don't know. It was just, so I liked the way it tied itself up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one uh, where him, he's in the bar after he has outed himself at the live show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the bar with, um, what's his face? Charles Sterling. Thank you. And uh, my note says, oh, nice death threat, asshole. The only reason you're, you're alive is because I didn't kiss you. I was like, all right. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I love that scene, though. I love how they, how it's played out. Yes. I yes. love how Charles Durning is just like, he's like, can I buy you a beer? He's like, yeah, okay. If you got six nuggets. Yeah. And like, everything is like going to be okay. Right. You know, he's not like. Like, yeah, you fucking faggot, you know? Yes, I mean, it's, they're, it's they're, a little, it's a shading of it, but it gets yes. turned around. Yes, there are a couple of moments of homophobia in this 1982. Yes. Um, but all in all, I thought, that's one thing I love about, I mean, to me, this is a perfect film. Uh, and I, I can see why. I did see it, in, I saw it at the movies at Oakland Mall when it came out. Oakland Mall. Um, I just, those moments that you have mentioned, um, plus like that one with, with Charles Durning, I love that whole, how that whole relationship builds, um, and how it finishes. I love when Jessica Lang thinks 
ultimately that Dorothy is a lesbian. And then... um, And I loved those moments too, because there's, it's not like, oh my God, you're a lesbian. This is disgusting. I'm not. There's literally, she's like, I I had a moment where I was thinking about it. Like, it's, I like how that was handled. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I'm sure you have noticed this, but I love the um, where Dustin Hoffman discovers she has a baby and he makes some, um, well, you know, you obviously you were married. She's like, no, I've never been married. And this like little, and it's just a throwaway, but it's like, you fucking judgmental asshole. Like (laughs) just because she has a baby, obviously she was previously married. Um, So, and I love when he pulls her line on her at that cocktail party and then she ends up throwing her drink in his face. So great. Which you know that's going to happen. Yeah. But when she slaps him, it's like, of course, because you're going to say one thing you think to a girlfriend and right. you might believe it when you're saying it. But you also don't really believe it. Like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. when he says it to her, it's like, ew, you're gross. Don't. Like we, ch- you saw me across a crowded room. You're yeah. gro- stop it. <laughs> um, uh, let me see. Oh, the one thing I was like, I can't stop thinking about the logistics of this ruse. Dorothy doesn't have a social security number. How how is she getting paid? <laughs> um, how does she pay taxes? How do, like <laughs> this, these are the things that get stuck. I'm like, this couldn't work. She's not a real person. <laughs> I did love uh, his agent. I just wrote really big, tell him the truth. When he just starts reading him the riot act, like you're an asshole. No one wants to fuck. I was just like, yes, I fucking love that. Um, And Dabney Coleman, and I've said this before, plays the same character in everything he does, but it's still great. So great. Like no I would one never does go, it God, like Dabney Coleman. Right, like, God, Dabney Coleman, what range? I would never say that. Um, <laughs> but the one character he does, he does really, really well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I really, I, I liked it a lot. Um, and like I said, the only reason I'm not giving it a love is because, I, you know, I might change it to love. I'm not sure. It was, it made me think, it made me think. And for an eighties movie, it was actually progressive. And I know that sounds weird, but it really was. Yep. No, I agree with you. And I think Sidney Pollack, who played the agent is also the director. Um, And I love him. I love his movies. I think he's a really great actor. Um, I love Bill Murray's character. I love at the birthday so party good. when they're talking and he's talking about his plays. I don't want people to come up to me after my play and say they loved it. I want someone to come up to me and say, I saw your play. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I loved Bill Murray's character because, because it's so Bill Murray, like, because it's, if it had been played by something different, I would have taken his character so much different because it's Bill Murray. He seems like, that character seems like a guy who's like, he doesn't take anything he says serious. Like he's constantly fucking with people, but not in an intru- intrusive, stupid way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Like he doesn't really believe what he's saying, but he sort of does. But isn't it funny to see people's reactions to it? Like he wants to own a theater that's only open when it rains. Like, what? I don't understand. So, yeah, I love that Bill Murray was in it and I loved it. Oh, that was the other thing. And it's so, and it's still true. Um, He only stops the descent into rape when another man comes in and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Yeah. This is your boyfriend. Her saying no wasn't enough. Oh, but you have a boyfriend. I won't disrespect the boyfriend. Yes. Yes. And that's still true. Apologizes to, yeah. To Bill Murray. Murray. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. And even like at the beginning, when Dorothy first starts working there and she finds out she has to kiss him. And then Gina Davis is like, oh yeah, everyone does. We call him the tongue. And it's like, ew, like, it's just like the things that were allowed to go on. Yeah. Plus people just smoked everywhere. That was the other thing too. I'm like, how do you even enjoy it? You're always smoking. Like there's never downtime. Or someone next to you is. When Terry Gar goes into audition and all of those women are in the lobby, um, there's a woman sitting there smoking in the lobby, which I'm like, you're just waiting to go audition and you're fucking smoking in the lobby. Right. And then they're smoking in the booth. Yes, and, and it's, it's so like, tight in there. It's like two people smoking. And it's uh, like, so gross. Oh, oh. <laughs> so disgusting. Gina and Davis also, is so great too, though. I love her in this. Oh, I love her. Ah. Um, um, yeah. So I really, really, really liked it. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's. It, did you clock Estelle Getty? I did clock Estelle Getty. Okay. I did. Yeah. Tiny little part. Tiny, part. tiny, she has tiny. Like two tiny. lines. Um. Yes, it nominated for nine Oscars and it won one. Which one did it win? Jessica Lange won for Best Supporting Actress. She was good. She was. I really love Terry Gar in this movie, though. I think her performance is so funny. Yes, um, it is. I really, really believe that Jessica Lange won because she was also nominated that year for Francis. Her okay. best actress, and I f- believe in my heart of hearts that it's she got a prize. consolation prize. Mm. But unfortunately, Gandhi also opened that year, and you know how oh, loves I mean, an epic. Yeah, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna lose against you're not gonna win against Gandhi. No, <laughs> you're not gonna win against Gandhi. <laughs> I also I love the score. Give me a sax and synths every day. I will be there for, for sure, it for sure for sure. I love the whole it might be you montage when they're at the farm. I love mm-hmm. that. I love just that whole sequence where Dorothy's playing the piano and they're all just singing. And like when she finds out she has to sleep with Jessica Lang mm-hmm. and she has that wig with the curlers in it. Yes. You know what else is commendable? They never had a like a missed out fire moment. They never had him almost getting caught. They never had that. It was yeah. just, he was either Dorothy or he was Michael. Mm-hmm. The closest would have come is when Terry Gar comes over and he's still dressed up as yeah. the woman. Yeah. But then that's easily, you know, they it was easily fixable. He was in his own home and so whatever. But, um, so that was, they didn't play that for the shtick. And that, that's what it is. None of it was really played for shtick. It was, here's this asshole who doesn't understand what what he's doing is a little problematic, maybe. Um, And then he sort of realizes everybody was very real in it, which sounds weird, 
because it's a movie about a man dressing up as a woman. But yeah, I liked it. Well, it's good. It's also good that he's so tiny. Right. To help that. Also, I think like the greatest reveal of Dorothy Michaels walking down the crowded New York street and then the crowds like part yes. walking. And, and I it, love the whole thing of the Russian tea room when he goes to meet his agent. Yes. I just love <laughs> it all so much. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> I love the whole reveal at the end at, the, at her, you know, party that they're doing live mm-hmm. for the soap opera. It's just, I love it so much. Yeah. It's I'm good. Glad, I'm glad that you liked it. It's a good one. So I made Joseph watch Radio Land Murders because it's one of my favorites. I love it so much. It's so near and dear to my heart. But I'm going to guess that you did not enjoy it. Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) Okay, yep. So, you know, sometimes you just have to be in the right frame of mind to watch something. Sure, sure, sure. I did. And I knew nothing about this movie. Okay. Yeah. Except that she was in it. Yes. And it was a time way back when, when Brian Ben Ben could carry a film. Correct. Um, And that's all I knew. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. So I didn't realize it was going to be so slapsticky, which Mm. is fine, but it's just not what I was expecting. So then I had to like, I was constantly having to readjust my expectations. Okay. Also, I will say that just about every single, man actor in this film I either just flat out do not like or I am really very ambivalent towards like Jeffrey Tambor no yeah Larry Miller no uh Corbin Burnson like what is he doing in this movie um (laughs) yeah and who played the general was it Ned Beatty yes yeah meh meh so I will, I give it props because, because it was not at all what I was expecting. And I, I was able to appreciate what it was trying to do. Okay. Right. I also felt like it was just a little bit too long. Um, I yeah, it reminded I, me a lot of Clue in a way. That's why I was conflicted. I was like, this is so much like Clue, but I just know that it's different enough. He's not, it's not going to be his jam. I did, had no idea that George Lucas was involved with this. It which is, is his story. Also crazy to me. Right. I do also give it major, major props for the divine Anita Morris, who is so funny. Right? Good. She doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot to do in this, but I adore her. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, that uh, I thought it was well done. I for sure thought it was well done. I just I never I I never really got invested in it. Okay. So if that makes sense, I just kept like, mm-hmm. ugh. Jeffrey Tambor. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. And even like, I don't love Michael McKeon. I know you don't. So it was just a lot of that. And then like Bo Hopkins and Candy Clark were that uh, Billy. I don't, what was his job there? I was going to say bellhop, the, but they're not in yeah, a hotel. Page, 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 page. Yes. His parents and they're like, don't have, they're just only in the audience. They don't have any lines. And I'm like, that's so weird 
that these two people are playing these roles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and of course Rosemary Clooney, who I also adore, and um, has, Joey Lawrence, and Joey Lawrence, who I was like, can he sing? Because I, I forget I have my every doubts. time. Every time I watch it, I forget he's in this movie. So every time he comes up, I'm like, ah, God. And he can, but I don't think that's his voice. I really listened to it today. I was like, that sounds super weird. It does sound weird because I always have thought that he sings. And then watching this last night, I was like, yeah, I don't think it's talking about Joey. I don't think it's his voice. I think it's just, you know, and George Lucas is known for that too. Like, no, they got a name. Um, So I think they just threw him in there for sex appeal or whatever. I will say though, my two favorite characters are um, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson. And, and she's great. She really is great. And Max Applewhite. And I love their relationship together. Um, is that Brian Pennan? No, no, no. That is Stephen Tobolowski. Ah, uh, yes. I do like so, that. So, if you haven't seen Radio Land Murders, which most people have not, yes, it please, takes place. It takes place at a radio station the night they're premiering, essentially. And so uh, the investors are there. Um, and uh, when they would do these radio shows, they would do them live in front of an audience and then send them out over the airwaves, obviously. And so you see the writer's room and the booth and, you know, the director's booth and the stage and the voiceover guy and um, people are getting murdered throughout the show. And Brian Ben Ben's character accidentally gets framed for these things. Him and Mary Stuart Masterson are married, but they're getting a divorce because she thinks that he cheated on her with a Vava Vome girl. <laughs> he has not. Um, and so basically, the whole movie is Brian Ben Ben trying to clear his name plus prove for the killer is and so it's hijinks hilarity ensues but the relationship between mary stewart masterson and uh max applewhite the character i just love it so much i just i just love it so much and so huge spoilers max applewhite is the killer and so when you find that out you both me anyway i both love it and hate it because it makes his character that much more important, but it's also like, no, he was the only one with any sense. And I loved him. <laughs> um, did you guess who the killer was? I did not. Or did you even not care? No, 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 no. I, I really thought it was going to be Christopher Lloyd. Really? I did because, well, you know, he keeps leaving the killer keeps broadcasting these like sort of riddles yes. almost that everybody yes. can hear those cryptic sayings that yes. sort of hint about who's going to be next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Christopher Lloyd was the Foley artist. And so, I don't know, I, th- I think probably because he didn't have any lines, uh, I thought it was going to be him. So I okay. was surprised when it was okay. Stephen Tobolowsky or however the fuck you say his name. And um, every time I see him, I think of Radio Land Murders because um, he's the principal on the Goldbergs. If you don't yes. know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and I just love him. Um, and it's just, even watching it today, I've seen it hundreds of times. And I just, I was like, I don't need to watch it. I've seen a hundred, but I'm going to, I'm going to anyway, just to remember some things. And I just, it's just one of those movies. I smile all the way through. 
Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Like, I would, now that I have an understanding of it, I would like to actually go back and watch it again just so I can set myself right about it. Yes. You know? It's sort of... (laughs) It's sort of if love actually were Clue. (laughs) If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. (laughs) I thought about that today. I was like, this is like the love actually of its time. But a murder mystery instead about love. (laughs) But yeah, it's done. Like, it looks great. George Burns is in it for some reason. Um, I'm telling you, it's a love action. I know. It's just so weird. I'm like, oh, because he's he's like, his name I comes up at the beginning. Every time. <laughs> but then he's in it for like five seconds. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, he was still mobile in 1994. So I guess that was good. Right. Um, who is the guy? Let me check. Because you're not going to know who I'm talking about anyway. Um. This was Anita Morse's last film. Oh, she died when she was 50. Oh my God. What? How? Yeah. What? She had cancer. Oh, you know what? I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Corman is in it. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Peter McNichol. Robert Klein. Bobcat Goldthwait. Yes. Barty. I do love Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, Robert Walden. Every time I see Ooh. him. I don't like him either. What is he? What do I know him from? I just know him from the old Lou Grant series. That's back in the, what it is. Okay. Because every time I watch this movie, I'm like, he's so familiar to me, but he's not familiar enough that I know where he's from. And it's bothering me. That's what it is. Lou Grant. Okay. Um, and I just love, I just love all the, um, <laughs> When they start getting scripts mixed up, yeah, die, die, you tell, uh, mom. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is funny. And we, the line we quote in this house all the time is, "All right, I'll tell you. The secret to my potato salad is paprika." (laughs) I thought it was also interesting. Like, well, first of all, it seemed like they were doing like a new show like every two minutes, which was interesting. It's science fiction. It's a western. It's a soap opera. Uh, Yeah. Um. But I found it interesting that they did costumes. And I was like, I wonder if this, I mean, it seems like they probably must have. But I just also loved how the people in the audience were so wrapped by it, which I love that. Yeah. Um, Because like, especially because like Christopher Lloyd was doing all the sound effects, Mm -hmm. but they were still reacting to them as if it was happening in front of them, which I thought was very cool. Um, the other, <laughs> the other line we quote is, well, you better get ready. Cause the band's going round again. <laughs> <laughs> the rotating stage. I just, what I love about it is the exasperated, the show must go on, but what is happening is so fucking ridiculous, but no one is really losing their minds are just like oh fuck um <laughs> which is really how you react in those situations you're just like wow um an actor just died okay all right yeah. um what are we going <laughs> to do <laughs> you know what like- I'll, I'll write a script real quick <laughs> it's three lines is that all <laughs> and she doesn't stretch it <laughs> <laughs> I liked oh. when uh, 
the cigarette girl kept having to go on and on, and then she collapsed, and then the whole audience applauded. She just does her commercial, and they're like, go back. And she's like, what? what? <laughs> See, I just laughed thinking about it. I love it. So. Corbin, oh, God. Corbin Burnson does stick out the most for me. Um, as like, you shouldn't be here. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird. Um, and I love Michael McKeon. Um, but I, yeah. He just always makes me think of Laverne and Shirley, and I just hated Lenny and Squiggy so much. Oh, no, I can totally see that because I hated, hated Lenny and Squiggy too. I especially hated Squiggy. So Lenny was the less hated of the two, Mm-mm. but still it's guilty by association for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would, I would definitely, I would, I would like to go back and watch it again. So yeah, I'm sort of in a, in purgatory about it right now, but yeah, give it a couple of days. Yeah. Maybe even a couple of weeks when you're in a, you know, a certain mood and you know what's happening, then you yeah. can, uh, Watch it again. It's a feel good movie for me. Yeah. I think it would be fun to like, I don't know. And you would know, but like if there are any tells of who the killer is when you know who it is. There actually aren't. Interesting. There are not the only, yeah, there's no clues. Yeah. On a rewatch, you don't go, Oh, it's like, cause let's, here's the thing. And this is going to be George Lucas slander. Okay. But I'm allowed to do that. Um, (laughs) George Lucas comes up with great stories, but then that's where he needs to go away. Then Um, he's not actually, this sounds so mean. And obviously he's brilliant in his own way, but I think with George Lucas, it's like, he must've had sold his soul to the devil or like had a magical spell put on him or something because he's, he's, brilliant but actually not really i think a lot of his stuff had to do with luck um he i don't think he was smart enough to put in little details like those tells does that make oh, sense I see. yeah that makes sense um yeah he's definitely a, a big idea man and not yes, so much he's in, he's a he's a big picture dude yeah he doesn't get into the details and when he tries to get into the details and minutiae that's when he ruins shit. That's when we get the first trilogy. <laughs> exactly. That's when you're like, oh God. Oh, oh no. Oh, please. Oh, stop it. Um, and that's and, when you get Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> and he's brilliant in that he has brilliant friends yeah. who know how to yeah. talk to him. And who, because Steven Spielberg came into the, you know, the first trilogy and was like, Ooh, George. <laughs> um, so he he surrounds himself himself. He surrounds himself with very smart people who know how to control him and talk to him. And he allows himself to be um controlled and talked to unless it comes to the Star Wars prequels. And while you see <laughs> what happened. Um so yeah, so yeah, I don't think there's any tells. Um, but actually, I kind of like it that way, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was as I was asking the question. I was like, it would be cool if there weren't. Yeah. And actually, I never even. I suspend my disbelief a lot. Um, unless it's weird stuff like. 
how is she getting paid? She's not a real person and doesn't have a social security number. Those kinds of things I get (laughs) bogged down in. Um, I think when it comes to money, I think I'm always thinking about money and how I can afford things. So when like that movie with, um, what was it? Dick and Jane. It was with. Oh, fun with Dick and Jane. Yes. With Jim Carrey and. And Taylor Leone. When we saw that movie, we were one of, in one of the poorest times of our life. Like we probably shouldn't be seeing a movie. I don't know. Maybe somebody gave us a gift card or something. And so watching that movie, was like, <laughs> like when it comes to, like, I think about that, like, how do they even pay for that? Who's paying for that? Like, that's how I think. but that's if so it's a dinosaur, but if it's a dinosaur, oh no, that could totally happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, and so I never go into stuff trying to figure out who it is. I want to be surprised. I want to be like interesting. Cause then you'll spoil things for yourself. Like TV shows and stuff. Yeah. Listen, I'm an onion. <laughs> um, I'm an onion. Um, it, like I wouldn't go in and spoil stranger things for myself or I wouldn't go in and spoil. Um, what I spoil for myself are things that I want to know the answer to because I'm just fucking nosy, but I don't really care about. Yeah, Does yeah, that, yeah. that make sense? sense for, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Like, I don't want to watch the whole season. I just want to know what people are talking about. I want to know how it ends. Yeah. I but I don't that. care I enough to sometimes. watch the whole season. Yeah. 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 Because like when I'm watching a Marvel show or when a Marvel movie comes out or Star Wars or whatever, I, you know, if I'm on the social medias and I start to see something that I think will even slightly spoil it, I, oh God, I go past it. But if it's something like like Game of Thrones, I didn't care about. But like I'll be like, like years later. Oh wait, how did Game of Thrones? How did Game of Thrones end? And why were people pissed off? Oh, okay, I don't get any of that. Right, um, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, I get that. So that's that. Well, I just think this was a successful voyage. Yeah, I agree. Happy 100. Happy 100 to 9,000 more. That would be a long time. I don't know <laughs> how many years time. that is. Yeah. That's um, math. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to math right now. But we're uh, back at it again, uh, back on Skedge next week. We sure are. And who shall we be discussing? Well, you know what? She's a real powerhouse because not only is she an actor, she's actually better known for her directing. Oh. Can you guess who I might be speaking of? Penny Marshall. That is exactly right. (laughs) Okay. So what I'm going to say is you don't have to see a movie with her in it. Okay. You can uh, see a movie that she directed. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, um, I think, I think I'm not exactly sure. I think she was the other one I had in mind when we did Rosie O'Donnell. Ah, that would make sense. Because it was the, oh, a league of their own. And then I put them together for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so yeah, Penny Marshall directed it. Sure. But like when I think anytime I think of Rosie O'Donnell, I think of Penny Marshall and that uh, doesn't make sense. Okay. Cause they only did to my knowledge, one thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know why that is, but that that's what it is. And that's who we're doing. All right. All right. All right, then. Come on back next week, y'all. You can send us an email if you want. You could, you know, maybe congratulate us for 100 episodes. (laughs) Maybe. I'm just saying. You all grateful bastards. 
because we don't have anything currently sitting in our email <laughs> box. So, you know, do you do you. That's all. I'm just yeah, putting whatever. it out there. Whatever you have time for, I guess. <laughs> uh, but that's three funny ladies at gmail.com. And then you can follow us on the Instas at three funny ladies podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll be back at it again with the white vans. We <gasps> should. Oh, God, what? Oh, no, I was just looking at her um, filmography. Okay, oh. sorry. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Um, bye. Bye.